There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season one of Krypton. Oh my gosh, this was really good. Yes, it was. Why is Krypton so hard to tweet, though? Yeah. Because <laughs> it really feels like it's going almost into like a movie-like thing, so it's hard to do this. Right. I loved it, but you have ratings for all sorts of things right now. <laughs> yes, I do. Nielsen got its act together or somehow. Right, we don't how. get them for how long, and then you have yeah. a bounty for us. Yes, episode three brought in a 0.29 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.955 million viewers, making it the 15th rated cable show for the day. In the live plus threes, episode two tied for 19th in adults 18 to 49, going from a 0.4 to a 0.7 for an increase of 133%. Nice. And the live plus seven days for episode one, tied for fifth in adults 18 to 49 total gain, going from a 0.4 to a 0.9 for an increase of 0.5, which caused it to be tied for 10th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, increasing by 125%. It was fourth in viewers total gain, going from 1.5, Three, two, one, two, two point nine one four million viewers. That's huge for an increase of one point five nine three million viewers. Damn. <laughs> and that tied for fifth in adults percentage gain, increasing by a hundred and twenty one percent. So it's getting a lot more people watching, of course. Yeah, almost three million. That's I think awesome. a lot of people, when it first came came out, they were a little bit worried. Right. They're like, oh, what are they going to do? Is it going to be cheesy? And then as they've been hearing how well it, it's being played out, they're like, oh, okay, let me give this a shot. So I think these numbers are just going to go up. Yeah, I think so too. Well, let's talk about this episode, episode three, that did so well. The Rankless Initiative. During a military crackdown on Seg's home district, Seg and Adam Strange race to find a deadly sentry. Hmm. So we start at the fortress. Okay, we'll start there with Seg and Strange talking to Val L, which is great because I, I think uh, Strange was kind of like, hey, wait a second. I thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, it's like he forgets that he's dead later on, which is kind of funny. Right, yeah, which is hilarious. But they have the black probe that's sent out by Brainiac, and Val L doesn't really have a lot of information, so they're trying to analyze it the best they can. They're like, well, it's organic material. We don't know anything about it. And the only way we 
can really know is by opening it. And whatever's inside is like a parasite. And that's probably really bad because it's going to take right. over whoever. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what I said. Strange kind of forgets that Val's a hologram because he hides behind him. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I loved it because he turns around and he's like, you do know I'm a hologram, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. Damn. Because you wouldn't see it coming at you then. That's right. <laughs> Maybe that's not the place to hide. But, no. But we also find out that when this parasite collects all its data, it transmits it to Brainiac. And that's when Brainiac makes its decision. It, he, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he-like, right? but he's also a giant, creepy, tentacle bug guy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but they do open it, and it's like, hey, okay, not too weird, because there's nothing inside. And, and Adam that's not seems, good. Right, but Adam's like, oh, okay. They're like, no, 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 bad, bad. And it, it's it, like, gotten took out. A yeah, it like took him a second. Like, oh, crap, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, great, now we got to go find who may have found this thing. Right. And. That's when we see a flashback. And Brainiac's ship is so freaking weird. Oh, absolutely it is. It looks like a big cocoon. With like a skull at the end. It kind of looks yeah. like Castle Skull. <laughs> yeah. And it's like bitten out all these little planetary probes. It's like, oh, okay, so that's what happens. It's just kind of like pew pew. It's like he's spitting out seeds. And yeah. it's what happens to land on Krypton. Now, After blowing through a tower. Oh, yeah, it's true. Now, if it had landed, well, where we seen it land, and there was nobody there collecting anything, right? do you think anything would have happened? No. It would have just been one of those that he would have said, write that planet off. There's nothing there. The (sighs) probe didn't get discovered and never got back to me, so moving on. Dang it. But that didn't happen, unfortunately. No. One of Seg's Frankless friends, the mother of little Ona, who was the one who had brought him that symbol of his house, which is like, oh, man. Yeah. I, of course, am thinking the worst. I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely. Like, when they automatically show the kid, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a kid. Not again. <laughs> They're doing this to the kids. I can't do this. But we see her and her mom. I guess in the tavern, it's like, oh, yeah, apparently they're hanging they let, out with Kim. They let kids in here. Okay, you have a kid in a bar, but oh. they're eating. I don't know what they're eating. It looks yeah. like I don't know a lizard or a big giant worm, right? And I'm like, please don't tell me what that is. I don't even want to know. No. But we see Ona, who has a statue of Rao, and she's you know kind of praying to him. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet because she believes and she's carrying this around i was kind of hoping that somehow rao was going to be there and be like we are going to raise you up i don't know <laughs> why i wanted this to happen i really don't but i just felt like that would have been the best thing to do right yeah somebody's gonna have needs to help that poor child yeah just i, I i'm not liking where it's going right yeah we're kind of reliving uh seg's uh childhood aren't yeah. we yeah to a certain degree and the weird food but anyway so rom is is the mom like i said and she's like oh i'm gonna pay you back kem and she's i have a new job that starts today and he's like she's never gonna go hungry when she's here right and i'm like okay that's great and i didn't know if they'd said like they were related or it's just something that 
they're all kind of doing because they're friends. I was a little a little unclear on that. Did you catch anything? Like, were they possibly related? It seemed to me like they were a little bit, were related, maybe cousins or something. Okay. That's why I was like, I didn't know if they were supposed to have some kind of, you know, family ties. Yeah. Or I, if he I just got the grew feeling up, that there like was, that. was some family ties there somewhere. Okay. Now, well, of course, when she said she's got a new glamorous job, she's starting <laughs> that night. And it's like, I, of course, this is not good. I was like, oh, man, do they have ladies of the evening? Yeah. But no, it's worse. Oh, yeah, apparently way worse there. Yeah. Because it's the salvage crew in the Outlands, like the Badlands, and people apparently lose their minds out there. Right. And I was like, this this is messed up. Maybe it would have been better the other way. Yeah. And can, okay, you've been in areas where it snows. Yeah. So th- this was kind of working my nerve. So <laughs> they're out in the Badlands, and she's all suited up. And she's trying to use her scanner to get something in. It's not working. And her partner, he's like, oh, is this your first day? Yeah. He's like, listen, this is this is what you need to do. You only have to pass on info if you want to. It's whatever you're sending. But to talk, they kept taking their face masks off. Right. <laughs> I'm like, it's snow. Unless- and it's blowing like crazy. Yeah. It's got to be 40 below. I'm just thinking... Why do you keep uncovering your mouth? Yeah, you learn to talk <laughs> through the... <laughs> I have lived just outside of Chicago for my whole life. We get some craptastic winters. It yeah. gets really freaking cold. I don't take that off to talk to the person next to me. I'm not taking my no. scarf down. Hey, by the way, can you... No, you talk through it. Yes. <laughs> it's not like it's a giant thing of bulletproof glass in front of your face. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Why is there always the one thing in every show, just one time, that just works my last nerve, and that was it. Yeah. And they better not do it anymore. Keep your face right. covered. Maybe yeah. you had her face been covered, we wouldn't have had this problem. Exactly. Because she finds Brainiac's probe and takes the damn face mask down. Right. <laughs> and opens it up. Oh, what is this? Okay, you know what? You need to stop. You need to stop doing that. You gotta be smarter than that. You've survived with your kid for how long as a wrinkle? Right. Don't do this crap. But yeah. I mean, next thing we know, we see her trying to sell something or sell this thing that she finds. Right. And it's like, okay, maybe nothing happened. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you really can't tell at this point in time. Right. We have no idea. She got a couple of hundred <laughs> whatever it is for it. Yeah, and... we don't know exactly how the money is. Right, but. It wasn't as much as she wanted, but it was more than she had, so she took it. There's always somebody scamming someone, right? Right. So, of course, Seg heads over to the guild halls to see if the sentry was turned in. Like, that's going to take some uh, doing to ask questions and not give anything away. Right. And, of course, meets up with Lita Zod. He yanks her aside and demands an answer. To why she risked her life in a duel with her superior. Well, this is how things work up here. Yeah, if I wanted a promotion, that's the only way I'm going to get it. And it's the only way to try to save the Wrinkless. Yeah, so he immediately uh, changes his tune and tells her that he needs her help to find this alien object before it gets into the wrong hands. It should have been into any hands, right. but... I think it actually would have been a whole lot worse and a lot faster 
if it did get turned in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think we would have just been in a world of hurt real fast. And it probably would have been before they even figured out what happened. Right. Of course, we check in with the Vexes, and Daron is assuring the voice of Rao that this aggressive new initiative against the Rankless will likely result in no more attempts on his life. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Although (laughs) I guess I was wrong that the Rao is not Brainiac, so, okay. Right. And, of course, the voice is not convinced. I'm not convinced either. I'm ready for him to go down. At this point, he's working my nerves. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And basically tells Daron that if this mission fails, you get to be the one to answer for it. Couldn't have a nicer guy. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so Rao decides to walk off for the voice of Rao. Right, with with his robed entourage, and what does Daron do immediately? (laughs) He needs a drink. Yeah. (laughs) I don't blame him. It's like all your plans and schemes. Yeah, and this is just kind of standing there like frickin' weakling. Oh, yeah, (laughs) she just looked disgusted with him. Yeah. Oh, but we have, over in the military guild, Janazad running down the details of what's going to happen with Daron Vex in tow. And they seem to have somebody who is uh, not quite on board. Yeah. That would be Miss Lita. They don't have an understanding of the leadership for Black Zero, other than the name. Right. They weren't even sure if they had a, a correct face for some of them. Exactly. Yeah, this was about as bad of setup as you could possibly have. Yeah. You really need to do your investigating before you jump into an action like this, which just means Daron is just more willing to jump without being prepared. Right. And of course, when Jaina says, oh, well, everything seems to be in Sector 19, which was Seg's neighborhood. Right. Lita's like, uh, are you sure this is the way to go? I mean, we don't really have information. This might make things go really bad. Yeah, there's thousands of innocent civilians down there. That you can totally push over to the side of Black Zero. Right. And, uh, uh Daron. Mm, I'm telling yeah. you, this guy, uh, I'm ready for his daughter to take him out at this point. I don't know if it's happening. Right. So, you know, that's not a spoiler. I just feel like after his little quote here. He totally needs right. to take it out. Oh, absolutely. Because, of course, he's like, well, you know, the truth of their innocence demands a price. They should be handing over anybody they know. Otherwise, they're, you know, all enemies of the state. Right. Like, you know, come back. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I was like, really? Really? I was mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of see where a lot of the uh, military attitude comes from. Mm-hmm. From him. Yeah. because. I guess in this case, trickle-down is exactly what it is, because the higher-ups are like, everybody below us is scum, and the people at the bottom are trying to rise up, and you have the ones who are just like, I just am trying to survive. Right. And so the hierarchy isn't working anywhere, is what I'm feeling. Yeah, absolutely, it is not. So, of course, we see Strange roaming the alleys and corners, of the rankless marketplace, trying to find the sentry. And sure enough, he stops at the same junk dealer Rom did, and finally discovers that the sphere is sitting on a shelf. 
Yeah, how did he figure out that's what it was? Basically because of the shape that was revealed when they opened the casing. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And, of course, the um, guy running the place wants, what, ten times what oh, he bought yeah. it for? I was like, what is that? Like, talk about cheating people. Yeah. And, of course, Strange does a great sleight of hand just going on about, oh, well, everybody in this marketplace has got this, and I can just go to the next guy and get it for half that price. Because and- he says yours are fake. Yeah, <laughs> gets him to turn around long enough for him to snag it and disappear. Yeah, nice running. Yeah, good thing he didn't run into a military officer. Oh, right? That would have been <laughs> great. It's like, oh, well, now you're screwed. Now we get to see Lita addressing her squad before deployment, and she takes a completely different approach than her superiors. Yes, and I really liked her approach. Oh, absolutely. She kept it without being sympathetic. Or accusatory. Absolutely. And still not demeaning the military whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing speech that she had. It was great. And she says there will be no unauthorized firing of weapons or kills. No cracking of being... skulls. Yes. No Spinning of the herd. Oh, man. When she's just like, yeah, severe disciplinary action. But when she stopped in front of the one girl, because that girl yeah. kind of sneered when she had said yeah. that earlier. She's like, very specifically, no thinning of the herd. Like, the girl then all of a sudden, like, straightened up. So I'm like, yeah. oh, she must have been one of the loudest ones. Like, all right, yeah, I get to kill me some rankless. Right. I was not. No doubt about it. And, well... I was like, do we think Lita can pull this off? I was hoping. Yeah, but for it being the first mission, I had my doubts that it was going to go as planned, or at least how she wanted it to go. Right. And we kind of see that happen, but not right away. Strange delivers the sentry to Sag at the tavern and the pair strike off to the fortress, but the... Sagittari arrive before they're able to get out of there, and they inform the citizens that they're about to be searched and scanned. So, of course, Seg gives Strange the sentry and tells him to get it to his grandfather. So, at least somebody's able to get out quick. Right. And we see that, yeah, they don't really come in guns blazing, but it's still not... A peaceful thing as we see several rankless getting beat with clubs. And, yeah. They came in kind know, of like minority report, like getting like tethered and brought down. Right. Yeah. Coming down from the ships. Like, okay. But I mean, when all this is happening, obviously there's like just craziness everywhere. Right. But, and of course the people are not happy about this and some are starting to open their mouths and well, too. That doesn't help the situation. Right. But, I mean, the way they're saying it is you're going to be relocated. It's like, oh, okay, right. you're just, like, going to up and move me. Can I at least get my stuff? Right. And you don't blame them for that. Right. And so, yeah, you can see people getting really agitated with all of it. Right. And then when Kem manages to find Ram and Ona, he's like, come on, let's go. Let's get to safety. We're fine. And 
he's trying to move them along and Rom drops to the ground and like all of a sudden was it her arms? It all of a sudden yes. it looks like these crazy giant like vines like growing across. Yeah. <laughs> it like, really was. What? It was like you had uh <laughs> A circuitry growing inside her that happened to be green. I was like, what is happening? And Kem is looking at this like, holy crap. Holding on to Ona like, don't look. Just don't look, look, baby. Look away. (laughs) Because, you know, we don't know what's happening. Oh, hell no. And she definitely doesn't know what's happening to her mom. And next thing we know, you know, a couple of Sagittari come up on them. And Ram opens her eyes and we got that like, possessed devil thing where it's all black right black with looked like there was just data just scrolling in her eyes oh i must not have noticed that oh crap i just seen the all black and i'm like oh it's creepy it's like we we made it to supernatural what happened (laughs) the demon and like she just like tosses the one sagittari like just a rag doll yeah and then she injured another one or killed the second one at least injured. Okay. And then she takes off. And seriously, Kem's just like, we need to go. Yeah. Now. And uh, let me tell you, I just think it's funny that, and, and a lot of people actually mentioned this, he runs for his bar. Because, okay, that's his safe place. Right. But he's he's hiding the little girl with him behind a wall. And I'm saying that kind of in quotes. Because it has a ton of holes in it. Right. <laughs> it and, was the bar. Yeah. Everybody on... On Twitter was like, are they hiding behind a wall of holes? I mean, what is happening? Yeah, Yeah, he must not have a back room that he can go hide in. Yeah, maybe everything's just right out there in the open. Yeah. But, hey, we find out Val is able to to check out the sentry back at the fortress. Which, apparently, in this time they've been gone, he's managed to, like, create a little force field. So they didn't worry about the thing, like, jumping out. Like, (laughs) oh, now you think about that. Right. Not when Adam was hiding behind a hologram, but whatever. <laughs> but holy crap, there's nothing in there. Now what? That means it's out there. And they're trying to tell Seg, Seg, dude, it's out. I don't know right. what happened. And of course, Seg is like, all right, I need to find who's been infected. And he sees how things are getting out of control. And Lita, on the other hand, is trying to figure out what's going on and how she can control the Sagittari, who... I'm guessing are getting a little, like, over the top with, like, right. yeah, let's do this like we were going to. Yeah. And as she's dealing with Seg kind of off on the side, we have a situation that escalated and yeah. really quickly. And you actually have the name because I could not hear the name. Yeah. Cold. Uh, who ended up was... shooting an unarmed, restrained man. Right. And was about to shoot a second one. Yeah. And that's when Lita comes up, and she's just like, what the hell? Yeah, this was not what I said, and enough of the rankless tell tell her that she was the one who shot him, even though she goes, oh, it wasn't me. Right. And puts her under arrest. Yeah, because then she's like, he was charging. I was fearing for my life. And this is what was interesting to me, because Lita's like, you, a Sagittari. The top of the military guild were afraid of an unarmed, restrained old man. Right. And she just looked at her like, really? Yeah. And at that point, I mean, what do you do? What do you say? Because if you're supposed to be this ultimate kind of warrior. Right. She just 
didn't even just knock you down. She just basically spit in your face with that. Yeah. And hey, they arrested her, which surprised me because I honestly thought the other Sachari were going to like turn on Lita. Right. Because this is how it played out like in my head. They're going to turn on her and then all of the rankless are going to turn on the Sachari. Right. But that didn't happen. But that, no, it didn't turn right. into a riot, thankfully. Uh, right, because it would have probably gone from bad to worse, which it yes. was kind of working its way there as as we speak anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have Rom changing. Oh, my God. This was the weirdest thing to watch, and I love this, the effects. I don't know if it was practical, like some of it was practical and the rest were CGI, right. but it was amazing. It absolutely was. Because you just see like stuff kind of coming out of her then. And it's like, oh, my God, what is that? Is that wires? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually is wire. It was so weird. And Seg finds out from Kem what's going on. And it's like, oh, great. And Kem's trying to tell him, I didn't know she was doing scavenger work. Right. And he, Kem was feeling responsible at this point, too, which you can totally see in his face and everything he's saying. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how do we save her? There's got to be a way. And, of course, you know, they're telling... Telling the daughter, no, it's fine. We'll figure this out. It's never a good sign. No, never is. So again, Seg ends up getting to Lita. How they keep finding each other in this mass of humanity. Well, they both find out that there's been a break-in at a communication terminal. Okay. And so, of course, Lita takes her troops there and Seg's on his way and he's somehow manages to get her away from her troops long enough to talk to her about what is going on and, oh, I need one of your electrostatic grenades. Right. Here, just give me an EMP. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Trust me. That can only go so far. Yeah. But she does. But she does, yeah. I'm like, I just had to take that moment to stop. It's like, do you trust him that much? Apparently she does. It surprised me. But when Seg manages to get into this room where Rom is like this crazy demon-eyed thing with cables just everywhere, I'm like, oh, crap. And apparently she now has like telekinesis. Yeah. (laughs) Because she is like beating the crap out of him and like strangling him without touching him because she's using all these wires and everything in the room. Right. Which was slick. It was good. It was. But we we get, like, the explanation of Brainiac. Like, oh, Krypton has been deemed worthy. Krypton will be collected. I was like, no! <laughs> this sounds so creepy! Yeah. And you kind of get, like, that flashback to Brainiac, too, saying this. Right. Like, oh, God, that thing is so weird looking. But all the cables strangling Seg, and, and he's trying to get through to Rom. And of all the things, not, not the, you know, remember my parents, we were friends. He's he finally like, you would do anything for your daughter. That's how you got here. Right. And I wasn't sure. No, I wasn't sure it was going to get to her either. But it was there was just a split second of time. And that was enough. Yeah, because Seg activates that grenade and it knocks everything out in that area. But as this is happening outside, Lita's being told to move in and, and she's basically telling her mom, it's not safe. I can't go in there. I need my Sagittarius safe. Right. And so you have this back and forth. So I'm like, ooh, I feel like that's really not going to be good for her either. Right. 
yeah, she was wanted to make sure her troops were safe before she entered. Basically, delaying so Seg could do what he needed to do and get the hell out of there, right. which he did. But of course, Dauron is there with her mom, and he's just going absolutely ballistic. Right. It's like, why is she not listening? Why is she not shooting everybody? What the heck? But when Seg gets out, he manages to take Rom, and Rom is kind of okay. But well, she's alive. Yeah. yeah, she's alive. Yeah. <laughs> and it was interesting though when we go back to the guild and you see Daron and Nissa watching the arrested Sagittari Koldas go past them. She kind of looked at them and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. The mission to seek out Black Zero has failed. Horribly. The only thing that happens is they arrested one of their own. <laughs> but do you think she was like working with Daron separately? Like, he's like, go ahead and kill whoever? Because it just, that look that passed between them. Yeah, there was that look, and I'm not really sure what it was. If it was an insider, one of his insiders, or if she was looking at him to get her out of this because they are like-minded. Mm. I I kind of thought that that might be it as well. I don't know. And we'll see if she actually gets prosecuted or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's not in a good headspace right now, shall we no. say? <laughs> and Nissa just, again, looks at him like, ugh, you're so weak. Yeah. It's like, damn, okay. Yeah, she just biding her time, letting her dad take himself out of the way, and she'll take over. Yeah, but you got to be careful, because if he screws up enough, you might end up rankless. Exactly. Like, oh, you got to be careful. Look what happened to Sag. You never know. Yep. So inside the fortress, Rom is unconscious and barely alive. Val runs the medical scan, and they just don't understand why Brainiac is keeping her alive. Right, because they find out whatever is inside of her is what's actually keeping her alive. Like, the thing that they're trying to defeat. Right. Because otherwise, she may be done for. Yeah. And she already transmitted the information. And Seg was like, I don't understand. I stopped her. He's like, uh, well. Not so much. (laughs) She's the transmitter. So the only way, well, actually, I don't even think it would have mattered. If he'd have killed her or they, the Sagittari would have killed her, it would have stopped transmission, but he had already had the information because we'd seen him say right. Krypton will be collected before that. Yeah. So she had already gotten enough information out to give Brainiac all that he needed to know. So Yeah. So he's like, all right, I got another one. Woohoo. Yep. No. Here I come. So this is obviously not something that's going to play out over several seasons. It doesn't look that way, does no, it? No, I'm like, well, it can. I mean, yeah, they they it still, could. It, it seems like it, it's not going that route. So at least not right now. It seems out. like we're going to have Brainiac make an appearance on Krypton before the end of the season. I would think so. So this should be interesting. What happens? I mean, what do you guys think? And for those of you who are familiar, if I can talk with Brainiac, and I know this is a specific version of Brainiac they were using, is this how the comic book run went? Right. Because I don't know, and I don't think... I don't either. I'm like, I don't think you're too familiar with it, right? Nope. 
So let us know. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com or a direct message on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever. Wherever you're finding us, you can leave messages on even our webpage at www.fangirlzone.com. Like underneath the uh, actual podcast when it's up there, you can tell us exactly what we're missing. And that way other people would know too. Absolutely. Because we need people who are in the know, because I am a little confused, unless they're kind of just taking the little bits and extrapolating. Right. But while you're doing all that fun stuff, why don't you rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on? Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. Get your friends to watch this, because this was a lot different than I was thinking it was going, and I'm like really enjoying it. Not, not being a huge comic book person. I do read comics, but I haven't read like a ton of them. So I wasn't sure what to expect. And I'm really liking the way this is going. And I'm sure a lot of your friends are like it, especially if they're into this kind of thing. I mean, who's that into superheroes? That's right. Especially (laughs) Superman. Right. Even though it's Superman's granddad, but whatever. All right. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, we're talking Krypton. I'm Sean Fangerlass. And I'm Steve. You do realize I'm a hologram, don't you? And until next time.